Hey, I'm Tim Donnelly from 99.9 The Fan. And I'm Brian Murphy from WRAL News. Sports betting is finally legal in North Carolina. Getting to this point in this state wasn't easy. How it happened is a backstory worth telling. And that's what we're going to do in a new season of our podcast, A Brief History of Triangle Sports. The podcast is out now. Follow A Brief History of Triangle Sports on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, or on YouTube. Live from WRAL News Headquarters in Raleigh, your number one source for local news. WRAL News, coverage you can count on. It's a chilly start out there this morning. You may be comfortable in a coat as temperatures are down into the 30s. I'll show you some cool temperatures for this week coming up. And a busy section of Overland Road is closed this morning as crews are working on a new streetscape project. Coming up, how this could impact your morning commute this week. Firefighters from Orange County are among the crews that fought a large fire overnight. It's the second fire in that same place in just over a year. Community safety, housing, and more. Tonight, Wake County leaders will spell out the biggest issues facing the growing community and how to address them in the coming year. 2024, seven weeks until the oh. new year. Isn't that crazy? Yes. As we wind down 2023, let's get you started, wind you back up for uh, the work week. I'm Renee Chu. <laughs> I'm Jeff Ogan. Yeah, we have three more holidays to get to, right? Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the home stretch. It is the home stretch. A lot in front of us. Beautiful mm -hmm. sunrise mm -hmm. on the way. Some uh, very calm weather patterns that we're looking at right now. Elizabeth Gardner in the WRS Severe Weather Center today. Renee just terrified me. Seven weeks. I, this is how many Christmas presents I have bought already. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's a pretty start out there though, this morning in Goldsboro. Look at that pretty little glow there on the horizon. We're going to see a gorgeous day today. Lots of sunshine like we, like we saw yesterday. We saw a good bit of sunshine, but it's chilly. In the mid-30s in the Triangle this morning, temperatures up near the Virginia line are right at freezing. It is clear, though, so we have the top of the tower lit in blue to signify the clear skies this morning. It is 36 in Durham, 33 in South Hill, 30 in Roxborough, 36 in Rocky Mount, 41 Fayetteville, 37 Southern Pine. So it's a it's a chilly one out there. Temperatures are anywhere from around 5 to about 15 degrees cooler than this time yesterday. Uh, after we warm up a little bit, we'll climb into the mid-60s this afternoon. That's normal for this time of year. And we're going to see that for the next several days. We do warm up by the end of the week. We also add some rain into the forecast. We'll go through the timeline. Coming up, Brian. It is 6.02 right now. We've been watching a crash on the Beltline this morning. Over on the right shoulder of 440 eastbound between Glenwood Avenue and Six Forks Road. Not seeing any delays on the sensors in that area, but you could see some police activity over on the shoulder, so move over at least one lane to give them some room to work. Looking good around the rest of the triangle as we take a look at those live sensors. No trouble anywhere in Wake County, and all of your major routes right now in Durham, Chapel Hill, and Hillsborough also are clear. We're staying on top of breaking news this morning about a crime scene near Benson. The Johnson County Sheriff's Office is handling the investigation of a scene on South Pleasant Coates Road. Deputies were at a home there for more than four hours. Our crew at the scene saw deputies gathering evidence from around the home and cars in the driveway. A traffic alert this morning. Oberlin Road will be closed between Poland Road and Clark Avenue through next Monday. It's a key road connecting NC State with the Village District, uh, Western Boulevard. It's a cut through over there. It's a busy area. And WRS Kelsey Coffee joins us live this morning with the plan, part of a big plan from the city to improve that area. Kelsey, good morning. Jeff, good morning. This is something that could impact a lot of drivers out there. So right now we're at the section of Oberlin Road that intersects with 
Cullen Road. So this is just one part of that closure, and it's going to extend uh, to Clark Avenue. Again, this is the main thoroughfare that connects the Village District to NC State. It will impact several drivers for the next week. The closure comes as crews are working on sewer and water main replacement. We spoke with drivers about how the detour impacts their morning commute. Some say they plan to avoid the area. Being that I don't know the city as well as I would like and I use my GPS, I'm pretty sure I'm going to stay away from this area if I can. This is all part of a major streetscape project. Here's a look at what Overland Road will look like when that project is complete over the summer. You can expect updated sidewalks, street lighting, and bike lines. And this part of Overland Road will reopen next Monday, November 20th. Kelsey Coffey, WRL News, live in Raleigh. Crews from Orange County are among many firefighters who worked through the night at this mill fire. This is in Alamance County right here, the city of Graham. The Graham Fire Department responded to that warehouse fire on Parker Street just before 8 o'clock last night. The city's mayor says the entire block around mill was evacuated there and electricity was turned off. No reports of injuries. This is the second huge fire, though, in just over a year at that same mill complex, which used to be owned by Culp Weaving. Wake County is growing quickly, and so are the concerns county leaders have about how to manage that growth. WRO's Laura Levine is live at PNC Arena this morning, where leaders will be presenting the state of Wake County tonight. And Laura, this is a glimpse into what's in store for the future of this growing county. Yeah, Renee, good morning. And it's very fitting that this address is taking place here at PNC. A few months ago, the Board of County Commissioners adopted the hospitality tax to help upgrade and renovate the arena. And it's things like this, growth and economic development, that the board really wants to capitalize on as they look ahead to the future. The board chair tells me the county is growing at a fast rate, adding about 56 people a day. And this comes with some challenges. However, she says county leaders must look at ways to address equitable growth. She tells me other priorities they plan to address is safety, homelessness, food security, jobs, and more. Housing is always a challenge. Our homelessness population is growing. Um, economic development has not necessarily been a challenge, but making sure that people have livable wages um, and that the companies that are coming here really do exemplify the values that we have here in Wake County. So this address will be a panel-style discussion. She's going to be speaking with the Wake County Sheriff as well as the chair of the school board and many of other people, uh, key leaders in our community. That address begins at 6 o'clock tonight. If you can't make it here in person, it'll also be live-streamed. Laura Levine, WREL News. We're live in Raleigh. Countdown is on once again. Congress has until midnight Friday night to avoid a government shutdown, and House Republicans say they have a plan. Sources say the House is expected to vote on it as early as tomorrow. New House Speaker Mike Johnson is going with a two-step plan. Under the strategy, some parts of the government would be funded until January and the rest until February. This type of plan hasn't been tested before. It does not include budget cuts or aid to Israel. And happening right now in the WREL Live Center, U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin is in South Korea today. Uh, he held a joint press conference with a Republic of Korea Minister of National Defense, and they took part in a security agreement meeting aimed at deterring North Korea's advancing nuclear and missile threats. They vowed to maintain pressure on Pyongyang despite global distractions. And Austin went on to say, we work with allies and partners. That magnifies our strength, and we will continue to stand 
with our allies and partners in the face of aggression. More than 30 people are out of their homes after a fire in a Durham apartment complex. It happened Saturday night at the lodge at South Point Apartments on Holly Hill Drive. Video from one resident shows the fire trucks. The fire started around 9 p.m. It was contained within 20 minutes, but not before the flames spread into the attic space. Four apartments had fire damage. Eight had smoke and water damage. Fortunately, no one was hurt. Investigators believe the fire started in the furnace area. The Fayetteville Police Department is giving young people an up-close look at the dangers of gun violence. The department is hosting a community workshop tonight called Stop the Bleeding. It's happening from 6 to 9 at the Smith Recreational Center on Slater Avenue. Young people will get a look at how an actual 911 call and medical response happens. Police say while this is an accurate depiction of a violent crime, it is presented in a way that's appropriate for students as young as sixth grade. This is the first in a series of workshops planned. Family and friends of a missing Durham man want to know what happened to him. Me and his family are very concerned, just want to make sure that he's safe and come back home. The call they're putting out to the community as they try to find 19-year-old Samar Barber. Also coming up, new weight loss drugs helping millions of people lose weight also work against heart disease. We'll tell you about the promising results of a new study. Let's take in with meteorologist Elizabeth Gardner. Return to fall temperatures. Yes, did you bring your coat this morning? I did, Yes, actually. me too. Our temperatures <laughs> are much colder than they were yesterday. We're starting off in a lot of places in the low to mid-30s. We'll talk about how the afternoon temperatures will feel for the rest of the week coming up. As you get into your car, tune to WRAL News Plus on your radio in Raleigh on 99.3 FM, in Durham 96.5 FM, and everywhere on 101.5 HD3. Well, on this chilly morning, our temperatures around the Triangle area are mostly in the low to mid-30s this morning, significantly cooler than it was this time yesterday. So the kids at the bus stop are probably going to be pretty happy in, uh, in a coat this morning. Our temperatures this afternoon are going to be on the, on the cool side as well, but similar to what we saw yesterday, which is close to normal for this time of year. So heading outside, you know, mid, low to mid-30s, up, uh, up around the Virginia line. Temperatures are right down near freezing. Our afternoon temperatures will be in the low to mid-60s. We'll see plenty of sunshine. If you're looking to take the kids out to the park this afternoon, again, temperatures are going to be on the mild side. We're going to see lots of sunshine. Our lunchtime temperature will be in the upper 50s and we'll climb into the mid-60s this afternoon. Looking at some rain toward the end of the week. I'll show you coming up, Brian. It is just about 613 right now. Still watching that crash on 440 eastbound. The right shoulder is blocked between Glenwood Avenue and Six Forks Road. I haven't seen any delay showing up on the sensors there, but it's a good reminder about North Carolina's move over law. When you see those flashing lights on the side of the road, you do need to move over at least one lane. Pretty quiet around the rest of the triangle. We will check in right now live on the south side of Durham at I-40 at Fayetteville Road. Certainly getting busier with that eastbound traffic heading away from us, but no delays right now from 15501. Brian, thanks. Family and friends of a missing Durham man are looking for help from the community as they try to find him. They gathered with posters and flyers yesterday in an effort to learn anything about what happened to Samar Barber. The 19-year-old vanished three weeks ago. He was last seen on Glen Brittle Drive. His loved ones say it's not like him to disappear, and they just want to bring him home. This is nothing like him at all. So me and his family are very concerned, just want to make sure that he's safe and come back home. 
Barber's car is also missing. It's a red 2011 200 limited style Forest Chrysler with North Carolina tags KJV8563. Anyone with information should contact police. A young person is dead and four other people are hurt after a shooting at a flea market near Houston, Texas. It happened around 530 last night. Police are still working to find out who is responsible. Police believe the shooting happened after a fight between two people. Tonight, students will gather on the campus of the University of Idaho to mark one year since the brutal murders of four students at an off-campus house. Brian Koberger, a grad student who lived about 10 minutes away, was arrested for the murders weeks later. He is now in the middle of a high-profile trial while pleading his innocence. Coming up after this newscast on Today, the latest details in the case and how students are honoring the victims on this somber day. And happening right now in the WREL Live Center, following some breaking news overseas, former UK Prime Minister David Cameron has been appointed Foreign Minister, Foreign Secretary. This is part of a cabinet shakeup by Prime Minister Rishi Sunak. Now, the former Prime Minister was seen entering Downing Street earlier this morning. This is very rare for a former leader and a non-lawmaker to take a senior government post. Cameron will be appointed to Parliament's unelected upper chamber, the House of Lords. He did serve as Prime Minister in the UK for from 2010 uh, to 2016. He was part of that very controversial Brexit vote uh, that ultimately led to his resignation. Thanks, Michelle. New weight loss drugs helping millions of people fight obesity also work against heart disease. WRO's Ken Smith joins us now with this brand new health alert. Ken? Yeah, Jeff, we're talking about drugs like Wagovi and Ozempic. We've heard a lot about these drugs lately when it comes to weight loss. Now, a new study finds Wagovi and Ozempic can improve heart health. The clinical trials focused on more than 17,000 obese adults, 45 and older, with pre-existing cardiovascular disease but were not diabetic. Researchers found the active ingredient in Wagovi and Ozempic reduced the risk of heart attacks and strokes by 20%. This is, of course, welcome news for patients like Alexis Mitchell. I don't want to wait until I have a heart attack. I don't want to wait until I have a stroke. Up until now, no one has shown in, in any group of patients with overweight and obesity that the risk of cardiovascular events could be reduced. Now, we should know doctors say these recommendations are not for people who want to casually lose weight for a big event. Something else to keep in mind, these drugs are expensive, about $1,300 a month, and most health care plans don't cover them. Ken, thank you. WRL is celebrating 50 years of bringing you a triangle holiday tradition. Join us this Saturday at 9 a.m. for our live coverage of the Raleigh Christmas Parade. We'll have surprise appearances and familiar WRL faces. So get ready for a dazzling spectacle of marching bands, balloons, plus the one and only Santa Claus. WRL's 50th broadcast of the Raleigh Christmas Parade. Watch commercial free. And the whole morning team will be there. We can't wait. It is 617. We have a beautiful sunrise for you right now. Meteorologist Elizabeth Gardner with all the beautiful views. Oh, the color is just gorgeous this morning. There's just a little hint of cloud cover, and that tends to bring the extra colors. You can see that there in Goldsboro, that pretty pink glow. We'll take a live look at Apex. There's Chapel Hill, courtesy of Top of the Hill Restaurant. Just starting to see a little bit of color there in the sky. And, of course, there's our Durham newsroom right there beside the DBAP. We have a front that's up to our north and west. It is a rain-free front, but it will help 
to reinforce the cool air that's in place right now. This high pressure system rotating clockwise is feeding down some cool air into North Carolina. So we're feeling a much cooler start this morning than we did uh, say yesterday. We take a look at Futurecast. We're talking about the, uh, the Christmas parade on Saturday. And of course, is it going to rain or is it not? And certainly we are hoping that it isn't, even though we desperately do need some rain. This is Friday at 9 a.m. And we'll zoom in and you can see some cloud cover that moves in during the day on Friday. There's 7 p.m. We have a front that'll roll through. And the big question is, how quickly does this front move through? Um, some of the computer models push this thing through and it's completely dry and sunny on Saturday. This is a worst case scenario where we have that front moving a little more slowly. So at 7 a.m., we're looking at some rain. It's mostly over by 10 a.m., which is the start time for the Christmas parade, but it, it may linger a little bit past that. Again, this is a look at our worst case scenario model and we'll have so much more information that comes in uh, between now and say Friday. So keep checking back if you're planning to head to the Christmas parade and we'll be adjusting the timeline for that rain, I'm sure. 59 at start time at 10 a.m. and then we'll see increasing sunshine through the afternoon. Our rain chances are dry all the way up until Friday and that would be Friday night. I do feel like at least right now it looks like during the day Friday would be dry. We definitely need some rain. So here's what we could see with that front as much as a half an inch to three quarters of an inch along the I-95 corridor from the triangle area west, probably a quarter to a half an inch. That's not going to help our drought situation much, but every little bit is, is good to see, certainly. 60% chance that this system down here in the southern Caribbean develops. If it does, it's likely to move up across Cuba and out into the Atlantic. Right now, it does not look like it would affect the United States. The coolest day of the week is likely to be Wednesday, but we'll still see partly cloudy skies. It should feel fairly comfortable. 72 on Friday before that front comes through. Right now, Saturday, 68 and 65 on Sunday. Brian? It is 619 right now. Good news. It looks like that crash on 440 eastbound has cleared between Glenwood Avenue and Six Forks Road. Traffic's flowing freely and Raleigh 911 says that uh, the units have cleared from that scene. Watching a little bit of a slowdown forming right now on 40 westbound right around 42 in Johnston County heading up toward the Clayton Bypass but elsewhere around the triangle including in Durham and Chapel Hill we're all quiet this morning. Of course we are watching that Oberlin Road closure. It's going to be closed through November 20th so the rest of this week a 24-7 closure of Oberlin Road between Pullen and Clark. Use Woodburn Road to get between Hillsborough Street and Clark Avenue and Enterprise Street also is an option if you're trying to get from Clark down to the Hillsborough Street intersection. We're talking about holiday travel, Brian. The holiday season could come with more headaches than usual. We'll tell you what a government shutdown would mean for your trip to see loved ones this Thanksgiving. And a different kind of touchdown for Gronk. His <laughs> big jump from 11,000 feet on live TV coming up in What's Trending. Oh, boy. Woo. And here are your winning lottery numbers from the NC Education Lottery on your screen. What's Trending report, sponsored by Rug and Home. Could it be moviegoers are growing tired of blockbuster superhero sequels? Maybe. Brian Schrader here now with What's Trending. Well, here's a data point, perhaps, uh, to answer that question. The Marvels is the 33rd movie in the 15 years of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it opened this weekend with just $47 million at the box office, which sounds like a lot of money, but that is the lowest opening for any MCU movie ever. The Marvels is a sequel to Captain Marvel, which made three times as much in its opening weekend in 2019. 
Yeah, this is truly unprecedented. You would think uh, superhero sequels, you know, they would be maybe not a guaranteed blockbuster, but they would get people into the theater. But the last time a Disney Marvel movie had such a low showing, that was Ant-Man in 2015. That made $57 million, and this one's $10 million below that mm. for that opening weekend. Well, Ouch. since Barbie, everything compared to Barbie is going to be right. you know, pretty, pretty low. <laughs> but we're talking Marvel right. superhero, yeah. right? And, I mean, that's just, big. Yeah, that's just a drop in the bucket. Not there. Just a drop in the bucket. Yeah. Uh, it seems there's nothing that Rob Gronkowski won't do. Take a look. The former NFL star skydived from 11,000 feet on live television during the NFL on Fox pregame show yesterday. Now, that is show business right there. Uh, it was part of the show's broadcast from the Air Force Academy. Of course, because he's grunk, he celebrated his safe landing by spiking a football. That is a large man to be falling from the sky. <laughs> that was wild, yeah. He, uh, he needed a little, a little tap there. You see his hand was uh, stuck, in the, stuck in the doorway there, kind of uh, resisting going out of that. Should I, shouldn't I? Who, I mean, who wouldn't, right? But uh, he did it. Out he went, and uh, he, he, he pulled it off where all of his colleagues around him were like, there's no way you're going to get me to jump out of that. Mm. Uh, but that is great show business. Bucket list for you? Fun to watch. You jump? Never. No? Never. You, Brian? Maybe. Oh, okay. Been there, done it. I think Elizabeth has too. Elizabeth has. Yeah. Yeah. The two daredevils here. Yeah. All right, well, this morning on Today, runner Kaylee Williamson joins the show for an exclusive live interview. She made history earlier this month by becoming the first woman with Down syndrome to run the New York City Marathon. Her emotional finish was caught on camera, capturing the hearts of millions. She'll be joining Hoda and Jenna to talk about her love for running and her story that's truly an inspiration for so many. Today airs at 7 right here on WRAL. A busy section of Oberlin Road is closed this morning as crews are working on a major streetscape project. Coming up, how this could impact your morning commute this week. And your school day forecast, chilly to start with. Our temperatures are in the 30s in most places right now. So at first bell in some spots up to 40. And then after school temperatures will be in the low to mid 60s. We do have warmer temperatures later in the week, along with a chance for rain. I'll show you if it'll affect your weekend or not coming up. Not a lot of offense on Sunday night football. The game came down to the wire. The play that made the difference in a matchup between the Raiders and Jets. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.